Hi, everyone. I am Kimberly Garner, and I am starting a new podcast called The Naked Files, Come As You Are. And it's naked for a few reasons. One, I am not adding music. I'm not doing any special effects. It's just me coming here when I feel like I have something to share. It's also The Naked Files because I'm talking about these universal truths, and there's there's no fluff around it. Um, and it is also Naked Files because we're showing up as we are, and we're talking about the rawness and the realness of being human and some tools that can help us get through this wilderness that we're in called life. Um, so I want to start this first podcast just sharing a little bit about myself and why I'm doing this. Um, I, when I was in my early 20s, I graduated from college and had my first life crisis. I was taught from an early age that once you get your degree from business school, that you your life will start and you can go work at a bank, you can get your MBA, and you'll have kids or you'll get married first and have kids and you'll do life the way you learned life and the way you see everyone else doing life. And I think that there was something within me that wasn't very excited about this whole idea of graduating from college and my my real life starting. And so I had my first life crisis and I was fortunate enough to have a therapist who guided what's called vision quests, like Native American rites of passage. And for those of you who aren't familiar, a vision quest is where um, Native people, when you came of age, and this was mostly the men, but still, we'll, we'll say it's for everybody, um, would go out into the wilderness. They would leave the people they knew, the life they knew, and they would leave their name. And they would wander in the wilderness and with no food, and they would find their giveaway and their name and their give back for their people. And so um, Bill Plotkin, he started the Animus Valley Institute. He was a teacher of mine, and so he guided these vision quests. And so in my early 20s, I went on my first vision quest, and we it's a, a 12 to 14 day um uh, I want to, I don't, it's not a vacation. It's not a trip, but a period of time where you spend a few days preparing and you have, um, ceremonies leading into this four days alone, solo time in the wilderness with no food. You have emergency food and water and that's it. And so I had, I thought this, this is a great thing to do after having my midlife crisis or my first life crisis and it started this sort of unraveling of everything. Sorry, my phone, I didn't turn my phone off. See what I mean by the naked files? Like, come on, Kimberly. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so it started this whole dive down the rabbit hole and this unraveling of, of my identity, of everything I thought was me 
and how I related to the world, but it happened slowly. And so anyway, so that was the beginning of this path of looking at myself, my identity, my ego, my subconscious society. And, um, it didn't all happen at once. I ended up going on another vision quest and then I did the wandering in Europe, like lots of young people do where I just didn't really have a plan. I just got a plane ticket and my Uriel pass and I just showed up and spent three months just kind of wandering around um, and and had some really amazing things happen. But I don't, I don't necessarily want this to be about me and my life. I just want to share with you sort of like what's brought me here and why I'm sharing all this information. Um, so after I had my son, my first child, um, when I was 35 and I was told I was by my mother-in-law that I was a geriatric mother, um, because I was in my mid thirties when I had my first child. So after I had Auden, I had my second life crisis because in my twenties and in my thirties, I had a really fun life. I did whatever I wanted. I was single and made decent money and traveled. And when he was born, everything I knew about life and myself disappeared. All of a sudden I was stuck at home. I always wanted to be a stay at home mom. And I was stuck at home taking care of this child. And I was at his beck and call and my whole life revolved around what his needs were moment to moment. And that was, that was a shock. Um, and I remember I would walk across the park, across the street, and I would sit on the church steps. And I was raised Catholic, and I'm not, I'm not Catholic anymore. I'm a recovering Catholic. But I would sit on the church steps and just cry and cry and cry. Um, and then my, my third, and I don't think it was my final life crisis, but my third life crisis was um, as my husband and I were leading up to our, our separation and divorce. And, and that sort of lasted a long time. And then, um, so anyway, my point is, is that there were several times, especially in the last four years where I thought if I didn't have children right now, I would just swim out to the middle of the channel, which is really cold, like 50 degrees between here and Canada. And I would just let myself go like that seems like a nice way to just end this discomfort. And of course, when you have kids, that's a really, that's not an option because you love them so much that you would never want to hurt them. So that, that option was just something that I guess in some way I flirted with and it was nice to know I had the option and it was nice to know I wouldn't take the option. It was sort of like a self misery popsicle or ice cream cone. Like <laughs> that probably sounds really twisted, but so anyway, through these cycles and my, you know, my, my life crises have not, are not different than anyone else's. And they're probably a lot more gentle than a lot of people's. Um, but the main point is, is that when I fell and when I fell hard, I got some pretty great tools and I don't want them to be just lost on me. Um, and I'm also a runner. And what does that have to do with anything? I'm a Forrest Gump runner. 
And when I get stressed or when the going gets tough, I hit the trails. And the trails have been like a therapist to me. It's been like church to me. And so over the years, I've cultivated what I would call a really intimate relationship with the natural world. And through times of isolation, especially the last two years, and dealing with turmoil and emotional um, agony alone, I felt the comfort that the natural world brings. And I feel like that's because we are a part of nature. We're not separate from nature. We are intimate, intimate part of this natural world. And I feel like the natural world has a lot of information for us, um, especially through times of challenge. It's always there. It's always available. And it's, it's sort of like that grandmother or grandfather who just loved you no matter what. And also had this wisdom, this like silent wisdom that just felt comforting and soothing to be around. Like they didn't even have to say anything. You just felt good holding onto their shirt. <laughs> um, so that's sort of the emotional um, aspects that brought me here. The other thing that I want to share is that over the last 10 years, um, I have developed this, well, so about 10 years ago after my daughter was born, or actually it was after my son was born was when I started diving into this. I recognize that our living space, the space of our home actually has a lot to teach us and reflect to us about what's going on inside of us. And so our living space is like this projector for our internal world. And it's also a projector for what we want more of. And so I started doing research into um, the science of our space and like the neuroscience of our home. And I was looking for scientific evidence that our home is connected to our well-being just as much as what we put in our body, what we have in our visual and sensorial environment is informing us. And I couldn't find anything. I found one program at Cornell called um, Design and Environmental Analysis. And that was close. That was close to what I was looking for, but not quite. It was also $100,000 a year um, and going to live in New York with a young child and no work up there. So I was like, okay, that's a great, that's a great program, but that's not going to work for me. So I started accumulating my own information and I've developed what I call holistic design. It's not mainstream holistic design because it's not about using organic products um, and textures and fabrics and things like that. It's really about the individual and it's about finding what this individual wants, what they're excited about, what's working in their life, what's not working and what they want more of and really getting an intimate idea of who they are and what they need in their environment on these different, these different levels and within the system that I've created. And so I have put together several books. None of them are published yet. Um, just 
digging into this aspect of the rooms in our home, our external home versus the rooms in our inner home within our body and our mind. And so when COVID hit, I started recognizing that people needed help with their mental home, their internal home, their mental real estate, that that was, that was the driver at the time. And what I found was that, um, the work is my, my work is half of it's used to be about home and half was the inner home. Actually it was like 80% was about interior design. And then the 20% that fueled that was the individual. Now I would say 80% is about the individual and how to create the inner home that reflects who they are and what they want. And then 20% is the design. So it's, is the interior design the, for the home. Um, and there's a duality here and I have a whole, I have a whole system in science and it's called neurospatial linguistics and it's how our living space communicates with our mind. So I have this system for wherever you are in life. If you want to feel better when you wake up in the morning and go to bed at night, if you want to like your house more because it doesn't speak to you, or if you don't really like something about your house and you're not sure why, or if you're not satisfied with your relationship and it needs support, or you're not satisfied with your health, whatever it is, um, I have a system which incorporates the home and looks at what you want in your life, what's not working, what's getting in your way. And this is the duality of our internal experience and our external experience. So our inner in, internal home and our external home. And there's a lot to share. I have so much to share. And so I want this platform to be casual. I'm not, I am a Virgo and I have been, I'm a recovering perfectionist and I don't want this platform to have anything close to perfectionism. My lighting's not going to be good. My voice might be good because I have my headphones on and I've got a microphone. Oh, but I'm not close enough to it. Darn it. See, this is, uh, now I'm closer. Okay. So this is not perfect. This is not perfect. This is just me showing up when I feel like talking because I am not a good performance talker. I can just sit down and talk. Great. But if I have a skit or if I know someone's going to be asking me certain questions in an interview, I totally lose it. I'm not good at it. So this is a way for me to share what I want to share with you and for it to work. And so if you are cool with the naked files being a little messy, not perfect, I'm not going to have makeup on. I might have, you know, a spot on my sweater or my hair messed up or whatever, like just come as you are, accept me as I am. And I will promise to share tidbits that I feel like will, that have helped me pick myself up again and again and again. And I hope that they'll help you. And sometimes I tend to be verbose. I'm going to do my best to get to the point and not pontificate and go down different zones. Um, when I, when I more rehearsed, I tend to do that, but when I'm off the cuff somehow, I don't know, we'll see. 
So anyway, the first episode is going to be about desire because our desire is the thing that makes us excited to get out of bed in the morning. And it's what puts a smile on our face when we go to bed. And so we're going to kick it off with desire and all of these. I'm hoping how many minutes am I right now? I'm not sure. I can't tell. I'm going to try to keep all of these under 20 minutes. Um, ah, this one's under 20 minutes. Great. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at School of Holistic Design. I'm also schoolofholisticdesign.com and schoolofholisticdesign.org. And my email is Kimberly at holisticinteriordesign.com. Um, I think that's it. Sorry for my ums. I would love to hear from you. If there's anything that you would like me to chat about, just let me know and let's have fun with this. All right. Thanks for listening in. I hope you have a lovely, lovely day and we'll see you next time on Desire.